0: mitch wagner i'm an editor at light reading and welcome to the light reading podcast i am joined today by my colleague kelsey zeisser looking forward to seeing kelsey in dallas it's next week as we record this September 17th through 19th for our Network Virtualization and SDN America's event. Um, As we get ready for the show, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about the state of network virtualization and SDN and what we expect to learn. This podcast is not going to be a big commercial for the event because nobody wants that, but we're going to talk about the issues and what we... Expect to talk more about next week and let you know what you can expect if you are not one of the select few who are in attendance. And if you're not there, well, you'll expect a ton of coverage out of the show, both next week and in coming weeks, articles and videos and podcasts, and what we're going to talk about today is what you could expect to see on Light Reading over the next few weeks. Our colleague Phil Harvey, who is U.S. Bureau Chief for Light Reading, is also going to be there and speaking and moderating some sessions, but he couldn't join us on the podcast today. Hi, Kelsey. Definitely looking forward to seeing you next week.
1: Hi, Mitch. Looking forward to seeing uh, you, too.
0: Yes, so... Uh, I've got some now, uh, um,
1: protein bars with your name on it that will Oh, good.
0: Good, that's <laughs> a good one. Why, why are the obsession with protein bars in me, by the way? Because I, I always see you eating them. <laughs> I like I like protein bars. Now uh, we we did have some uh, scheduling difficulties for this podcast. It is now six o'clock your time, and you have promised to be hangry and drinking wine. So uh, <laughs> is that your current state?
1: Um, I had some chips, so I'm you know uh, like teetering on hangry, um, and have some uh, nice white wine here. So
0: great. I great. mean,
1: actually, I will neither confirm nor deny that claim. <laughs>
0: Yes, I've had, I've, had, I've had 12 cups of coffee today, so we're, we're induced oh, to Lord. get through this podcast quickly.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: now, now, before we get down to network virtualization and software-defined networking, um, if you go on the, the website for the event, and you could just Google the name of the event if you're listening, you could dig two or three clicks down, there is a list of 20 best things to do in Dallas. Um, so in our copious free time when we are not conferencing, uh, what has leaped out at you as great things to do on this list?
1: Uh, well, I saw horseback riding, and I also saw bar crawl. So I was thinking, horseback riding while on a bar crawl would be that, pretty interesting.
0: That is a very good look. And, uh, I'm actually, yeah, you oh, get points
1: on. if you can stay on your horse by the end of it.
0: Yes, is is the horse going to be participating in the drinking, or is that yes, really uh, separate? Okay, good, good.
1: Horses love whiskey, <laughs> I'm told.
0: Yes, yes. So, uh, no, I am, I am, uh, looking here at Wild Bill's Western store where I can get outfitted with a Stetson bolo hat and cowboy boots, um, <laughs> because that's always a good look for New Yorkers like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. You um, wouldn't look silly at all.
0: No, no, think, no, not no. a bit.
1: Oh, no, Urban no cowboy. Usual, at least, no.
0: Anyway, so let's, let's review this. Let's, let's take a look at the agenda here and just, um, you've been, you've been doing all the organizing for this. You've been talking to the speakers, um, do you have anything kind of top of mind on, on what the high points of this event well, are going to be?
1: One of them, as you know, we couldn't go an event without talking about 5G. So that's going to be one focus of how 5G is going to impact uh, technology like edge computing, SDN, SD-WAN, all those fun things. Um, so that's one focus area. We'll look at future tech for NFE. and, um, we will also be talking about uh, tackling the cloud native hurdle, new products and services, uh, telco cloud strategy, security, um, hitting all the high points, really.
0: Yeah, I feel like there, there should be a bill for the Light Reading Podcast, and anytime anybody <laughs> says 5G, we just ding the bill. <laughs> um, so one of the speakers, I mean, just coming right off the gate here, the first speaker you know, off with a bang, as I say, Josh Goodell, hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Vice President mm-hmm. of Edge Solutions for at what, what is the connection between 5G, the edge, and network virtualization and SDN?
1: Right. So um, I always forget which way it goes, but it, it, there's a saying about you can't have, um, I think you can't have uh, 5G without edge computing, but you can have edge computing without 5G. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So
1: it'll just, uh, he'll be talking about, um, you know, what are some of the technologies that'll be enabled by 5G and edge computing, um, the potential of edge computing as 5G arrives, as those deployments um, come about, and then, you know, how that will affect all the connected devices that'll be coming on the network. Uh, what are some of the computing requirements for those emerging applications? So, and I have seen his uh, slide deck. So I saw a sneak peek and Ooh. it's a uh, very interactive. I like Good,
0: oh, good, good, yeah. yeah. It's also know a large that, um, file size. Pardon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a very large file size. <laughs> okay, I get to,
0: get that email going. Your twenty. Yeah, 20 you know it's a download, good
1: right? you know it's a good uh presentation when it's a big file.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this usually um, turns out to be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I've been talking to um when I when I've been talking to carriers um. Kelsey, you've been doing the work on organizing this. I'm just taking all the credit. Um, but when I've been talking to carriers for articles and int- and videos and so on, you know, they, they talk about um, cloud and SDN and network virtualization really being essential to mm-hmm. 5G. Um, you can't deliver the agility and network slicing that and throughput that 5G requires without virtualizing the network. So, right. Um, yeah. And same is true for the edge. I guess you can't send people out if you have thousands of edge locations around the country. You can't send people can't practically send people out to uh, configure every one of them. You have to do it centrally in, in an automated fashion, and that requires mm-hmm. virtualization, um, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, ne- another uh, another speaker here that I thought was interesting was Jason. Again, I'm mangling pronunciations. Jason Bramal <laughs> at Verizon talking about concrete steps for cloud native deployment from a provider perspective. Again, what are some of the issues that uh, we can expect to hear from him?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's just been a real challenge um, to develop cloud native applications. So um, seeing what Verizon story is, that'll be interesting to hear. Uh, and I, I mean, this is really in, in your wheelhouse, so I'll flip it back on you.
0: <laughs> oh, <wonderful.
1: laughs> what um, do you think are some of the issues?
0: Well, I don't know what he's going to talk about, but what I've been—the thing that always interests me most—is that it's a completely different set of skills for developing cloud native mm-hmm. versus developing traditional architecture. Traditional architecture is hardware based and involves people getting out on trucks and using their hands to configure hardware. Um, cloud native is is software based, um, mm-hmm. so you all of a sudden have to have developer skills. You have to have a particular kind of developer skills involving virtual machines, and then moving on to containers beyond that. Um, And it's, these are skills that are hard to find for enterprises and and even harder to find for carriers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to, Is that where,
1: um, you know, DevOps would be important?
0: Yeah. Yeah. DevOps, the the idea of merging Mm -hmm. the developer arm with the operations arm. So things just get out quicker. Right. Uh, Which is historically
1: something that's difficult for telcos, right? It's moving quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I came to, uh, like, reading, I had a history of covering the enterprise. Mm -hmm. And one little catchphrase that always came up at enterprise conferences was, you know, enterprises are slow, enterprises are dinosaurs. Enterprises have to get agile (laughs) like consumers. And then I come to Telco, Mm -hmm. my first Telco conference, and they're saying, we have to be agile like enterprises. And my...
1: (laughs) You're like, so I uh-oh. just
0: hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a problem. Um, one of the things I want to find out at this conference, if I can't get it from the presentations, I can get it from hallway conversations, is how do telcos recruit mm-hmm. these kind of technical skills? I mean, don't all these guys just want to all go work for Facebook or Google or the latest startup that's going yeah. to unseat Facebook and Google?
1: That's um, a really good point. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's a really good entry interesting question and also how do they get new talent like um was it generation z how do they get people that are coming out of college interested in working for a telco
0: yeah yeah it's kind of yeah it's a similar issue um Mm -hmm. these guys are these guys they all have their eye on 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 the next uh the next big startup right next big unicorn that'll make a billion dollars and make trendy nobody's really that interested (laughs) in Doing actual work. Like, <laughs> these young these young people nowadays get them off my own. <laughs> Those
1: ruffians. <laughs> yes, yes, Not yes. in my backyard.
0: <laughs> no. So um now another one that jumped out at me was a panel um that afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, about SD-WAN mm-hmm. with heavy reading analysts Sterling Perrin. My favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's your you you've been all <laughs> over the SD-WAN. Uh, we've got people from Bell Canada, Frontier Communications and Orange Business Services. Uh, what are what are we expecting to hear from these guys?
1: Yeah. So this is a really interesting mix. Like you said, some of those um, providers like Bell Canada, Frontier, Orange. We also have MEF and Fortinet on there. So a lot of um, service providers on this panel. And it's actually a lightning talk. So that's something different this year. The lightning talks are a series of really quick presentations. They're each about five minutes in length with you know, including maybe one minute for questions. Then they'll get together as a panel at the end and do additional Q and A. So it really forces the presenters to get to the point. Um, you know, with people sitting in on presentations all day, you know, sometimes it can get a little long. But <laughs> this is a good way for people to really get to the point and talk about those important use cases. So I think we'll be hearing some about security challenges for SD-WAN, how partnerships are important in this market, what some of their overall strategies are. One thing I talked to John Ish about on a podcast recently and also in a preview article was about uh, the economics of the UCPE model as well as how Orange co-innovates with its customers on SD-WAN services
0: okay so let's let's take a little break right now and when we come back we'll talk more about WAN and we'll also talk more about network virtualization and sdn and we're back so Um, I also have been talking to a lot of people about SD-WAN lately. We both have. And one of the things that I find most intriguing is that it just started out as this cost-cutting measure to replace MPLS. And now it's becoming more the mainstream way that carriers help enterprises connect to the cloud and to Mm -hmm. to remote locations, including MPLS.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely changed from a... MPLS or SD WAN to a both and, uh, I think because they realize that there are a lot of critical applications that enterprises still want to run over MPLS, and they've also made, you know, significant investments in those private networks. Um, So you don't necessarily want to just cut the cord, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. to speak. No. Yeah, but there are a lot of benefits uh, to SD WAN as well um, for. You know, allocating different types of traffic, making sure that that maybe that YouTube traffic is not interfering with critical traffic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that one person that's watching cat videos doesn't negatively impact your network.
0: Right, one time, we one time, Kelsey. <laughs> when are you going to stop talking to me about that?
1: Stop watching. Let your, it go.
0: Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you mentioned um, UCPE cost. Mm-hmm. Benefit. What what are some of the cost issues there?
1: Yeah, so it seems like um, for some enterprises, they aren't maybe ready to make that jump fully to UCPE. There is an investment there and some of the benefits, um, financial as well, are more long term. Uh, So that can be a challenge for them to want to go down that route versus just, you know, installing another box. Uh, so that's something that John may address. In addition, Mike Frain with Windstream is doing a, a fireside chat with Sterling Perrin, and they're going to address that specific issue of the economics of UCPE. Um, so that should be really interesting. And I know that Price and Pay Pate also has a presentation called UCPE, the platform is the killer app. So he'll be explaining just how beneficial UCP can be for service providers.
0: So who is um, Preycin Pate?
1: He is the CTO of Edge Cloud with ADVA.
0: Ah, very good. Yeah. The title, I'm and
1: impressed. you can go to both of those. So that one's at 3.15. The one with Mike Frain is at 3.30. And the SD-WAN one is, ends at 3.15. So you can just go, you know, SD-WAN nuts. Yes. If you want to? <laughs> I I
0: I I often do. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, UCP another kind of interesting issue that we've been writing about. Um, there is a little bit, I think, of a sense among carriers that UCPE has some way to go to live up to its promise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're replacing. There's some some sense that you're you're replacing a dedicated appliance with an x86 based appliance which is i suppose nice but not really what it was supposed to be about
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you're really looking to get interchangeable hardware and software from multiple vendors and also move a right. lot of stuff more stuff to the cloud where you don't need to have a, a cpe at all
1: yeah i think you know it seems like a lot of people are in agreement that ucpe is where technology is trending. It's just making the economics work right now is a little bit difficult. So it'd be interesting what they have to say about that.
0: Yeah. And um, one of the other things, then the next day we start with a women in comms breakfast on 5G and whether it will be a boon or barrier to women in comms. I don't really see the connection between 5G and women in comms. So what, (laughs) what, what, what is it?
1: Yeah, so we're going to be discussing. Uh, this is actually a panel that I'm moderating, um, and the breakfast is free for anyone. You don't have to be registered for the full conference to attend. So if you're jonesing for you know free bacon, come on down. <laughs> Do
0: you, uh, is it is it is it is it for women only or
1: no? It's that's a great question. It's for men yeah. and women, uh, and I think it's really important that men join in on the conversation. As well, because, you know, we have to work from both sides of the table. So this workshop is going to be about how 5G deployments could potentially impact career opportunities for women in comms and tech. Uh, So will it open up additional opportunities across more verticals or could it create some challenges to, say, um, mid-level management are those folks going to be replaced by automation, for example? So we're going to discuss that with um, Christina Chang with AT&T Business. We have speakers from Fujitsu, Google Cloud, Strategy Analytics, and Verizon. So that's a really great panel lineup as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I am i don't see the connection myself, so I will be very interested in finding out more about that. We'll make, we'll make that. the
1: connection, Mitch.
0: A- and also getting pancakes.
1: <laughs> yes, make, pancakes, uh... bacon. Some yes. eggs coffee
0: um yeah i think I think the uh the secret weapon from a male perspective of any women in in comms panel is I often go in there and find out I'm facing the same issues anyway
1: um, huh, that's interesting,
0: yeah good to hear so, though yeah yeah, so
1: we do any, talk a lot from... about things that you know would impact anyone in their career as far as how to identify a mentor or a career sponsor and how to um develop that relationship and what's the best professional advice you've gotten and how do you navigate difficult, um, you know, internal, uh, circumstances at your business that may come up.
0: Yeah. Uh, best career advice I've ever gotten is if you finish the last of the coffee in the break room <laughs> and don't start another pot, you will get passive aggressive comments for the rest of the year. <laughs> and Learn don't that one the don't more
1: eat way. anything that has someone else's name on it yes that's another one Um, don't eat linda's yogurt mitch (laughs) no linda
0: linda linda has never forgotten that um so and also i think let's let's talk about one more panel and then and then and then uh, and then move on and start wrapping up Uh, network slicing we'll have representation from verizon how does uh, Mm -hmm. network slicing pertain to network virtualization and sdn
1: Yeah, so that's um, one of the really hot topics, I would say, for 5G, um, slicing the network. Um, It also, (laughs) really circling back to SD-WAN, you know, you could have a network slice dedicated to SD-WAN. Also, some carriers are saying that 5G will add a layer of intelligence for SD-WAN. So it'll be interesting to hear from... Hans with uh, Verizon Communications about um, the promise of network slicing. Um, he'll also be talking about distributed cloud infrastructure. Uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be a good one. And automation yeah, yeah. as
0: well. Yeah, you mentioned SD-WAN tying into this again. That's one of the things I find really interesting about SD-WAN is it, sol- it started out as this niche product to mm-hmm. solve a a corner problem, and it basically has become backbone technologies for connecting because every, every, everything everything enterprises are doing now involves wide area networking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're either connecting to a public cloud or you're connecting uh, an Internet of Things device here with a data store all the way over there, and SDN is what connects all those things together.
1: Um, so. He also says in his abstract that telco grade operationalization, ooh, that's a mouthful, of network slicing hinges <laughs> on a few missing pieces. So I'm curious to hear what those yeah. missing pieces are and what telcos need to do about it.
0: Yeah. So anything else you're really interested in in, in the programming?
1: Uh, well, we also have a Intel uh, workshop on the 17th. Oh, yeah. um, so that'll be interesting. Um, They always have a really good turnout for that. So folks will want to go ahead and get registered to get a spot there. Um, And they usually have a really great speaker lineup as well. Um, And I think, as I mentioned before, the lightning talks are new for this year. So the SNE WAN one is not the only lightning talk. There are some in the mornings and the other breakout sessions. So I'm really looking forward to those because it'll give everyone an opportunity to hear from even more speakers. last year and also just get a lot of information in a short amount of time
0: yeah people people during lightning talks they get to the point quickly which is always nice right
1: that is nice Uh, unlike us (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: so um anything else in general not even on the program or just general topic or discussion or hallway discussions that you're really interested in finding out about
1: uh, I think I'm I'm also really interested in the closing keynote panel because that's on the next tech, next tech of NFV. Well, hard to say. Um, so I'm really curious to hear what's coming down the pike. Um, what are some new business opportunities? What are the next disruptors for NFV? Um, so I think that'll be one that people will want to stick around for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's been some discussion about whether NFV is, living up to its potential. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we've, we've written about that some recently and it'll be interesting to hear more about that at that closing panel.
1: And I always enjoy the networking opportunities. You know, we have a lot of coffee breaks and networking lunches and the lunches are right after the lightning talks. So that gives people the opportunity. If they didn't get their question answered during the lightning talks, they can follow up with the speaker at lunch.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I'm interested, very much interested in talking to is um, it just seems like AT&T has dominated the discussion of network virtualization Mm -hmm. for quite a bit. Uh, And I know that other people are doing very interesting things also. So I I really am interested in hearing from those people and getting an opportunity to talk with them, both formally one-on-one and in hallway conversations.
1: Yeah, and I think we have about half a dozen uh, speakers from AT&T. And then they're also, they have that big hub in Dallas, so probably a large AT T contingent will be there as well.
0: Okay. Anything else we want to talk about?
1: I don't think so. Looking forward to seeing you uh, next week.
0: And looking forward to seeing you too. Sharing
1: some protein bars.
0: Love those protein bars. They're delicious. <laughs> they're they're just plastic wrap deliciousness mm-hmm. is what they are. Keep you going. All right. So uh, thank you, Kelsey, for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Mitch. Um,
0: And to our listeners, we hope you can join us in Dallas on the sixteenth. Is it Uh, sixteenth?
1: Seventeenth through the nineteenth. You can come on the sixteenth and you know look at slides with me. (laughs)
0: Yes, and uh, the seventeenth through the nineteenth in Dallas. You can uh, if you do a little do use the. Use the Google for (laughs) network virtualization and SDN Americas. You'll find it right up. Can people
1: still register for this? They can still register. You can also register on site. Um, And you can also find the link by going to our light reading website. And then there is an event uh, drop down in the menu.
0: Ah, yes. You can see all our Um, events. Yeah. Or you can use the Uh, Google or both
1: in multiple browsers. Go nuts.
0: You can use, you can use Alta Vista if you're feeling retro. <laughs> Is that um, still
1: available? Dog I pile. Know.
0: I'm gonna look as soon as I get yeah, I'm gonna look as soon as I get offline Ask here. <laughs> and if you can't make it to uh, the network virtualization and software defined networking America's event next week, look for our coverage on Light Reading next week and in the coming weeks after that. I'm Mitch Wagner from Light Reading. Thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by Tian Fu in New York. Show notes are available at lightreading.com, along with coverage of network virtualization and SDN every day. You can get this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast software. Thanks for listening, and thanks for getting your telecom news from Light Reading.